we are recording. I'm just going to do a little coughing <laughs> so that we can sync it. Line up the audio. Okay. Welcome back to Songwriting Saves the World. We have a really, really, really special guest today, <laughs> Rozzy. Hello. Thank, Thank you so much, so much for, for coming. I'm so happy to be here. It's so nice to meet this you. This is so exciting. <laughs> Okay, little intro, Rozzy, I mean, you know these things about yourself, <laughs> but um, you're an amazing singer and songwriter. You've toured with loads of people, including Maroon 5 and Scary Pockets, which is where I saw you on tour. Oh, right. I love that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and you have a beautiful album out called Bad Together, which I love. And you just started a podcast, too. I did, yeah. Called, ugh, you're so, so good. Yeah. <laughs> ugh, I love that title. So good. I listened to it yesterday. Me I love it. Did you guys like it? it? Was episode so one. Good. Yeah, yes, I love it. I'm really excited. I really I have an episode it. coming out tomorrow. Yeah, so part two comes out tomorrow, and I, I per, my personal opinion is that is that part two is is even better. So just, I'm very excited for <laughs> you. Yeah. I'm Everyone excited. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so okay. on this podcast, we like to do a fun little game called Right Tour Tank with all of our guests. Mm-hmm. So it's like the musical version of F. Mary Kill. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. And so you can write with one and tour with one, which when you tour, it's strictly touring. Mm-hmm. And no then writing. you unfortunately have to tank. <laughs> and then somebody I have to literally kill. That's a murder. Well, you don't have to kill. Yeah. You can just you tank just them. Just tank them. Like throw at the water tank. Okay. Thing. Got it. Got it. So the three people are Amy Winehouse. Mm-hmm. Nora uh-huh. Jones and Aretha Franklin. Oh my God, that's a mean question. We picked some divas because we feel. <laughs> yes, like no, that's you're I mean, it's well. like you really know me. I feel, <laughs> I feel it's awful. It's a horrible question. Um, let's see. I think. Well, it's funny because it's not as simple as like who would I want? Who's my favorite? Because who would I write with mm-hmm. is so right. intimidating that I. I think. I know. <laughs> I think I would tour with Aretha Franklin. Because she's just my favorite mm. voice, and on tour you hear the same songs over and over and over again. And I think if I ha- between those two, I mean, I'd love to hear all of them sing every night, but but right. I think she, yeah. I would love to hear her every night. Um, and I also like just feel like I have a lot of questions. I just want to know her. And on tour you get to know people, so I would love to be sense. tour friends with Aretha Franklin. Um, I think I would write with Amy winehouse because she's one of my favorite lyricists ever i think that's fair yeah (laughs) and i feel really bad it's not that i don't want to write or tour with Nora jones Uh, i think Mm -hmm. i think she's um i feel like we're just the most different stylistically so it would be it would be the least i get that this could be and ultimately more interesting so i don't know that question's really mean (laughs) those are are great answers you won the game that's awesome okay speaking of touring you've done quite a bit of touring Mm -hmm. like a lot of touring. Yeah. So we just wanted to know, like, what are some lessons that you've learned? Some, like, I don't know, funny story skills that you've learned from touring and doing all that performing that yeah. you've done. Um, are you guys touring? Do you guys, are you musicians? Like, do you? Yeah, we're both yes. songwriters. Oh, amazing. Okay. Um, and have you toured before? No. Never. Not yet. We hope that it's in our future. Yes, though. I'm sure yeah, it is. We have an EP coming out together. Oh, my God. Soon, What's your name? Um, we're in a band called Dream Kid, and we oh started just like a few months ago. Oh, I'm so excited. That's so exciting. Well, okay. The, the, one of the first things I learned about touring is that 95% of it is not music related. Like almost mm. all day, you're not playing music. You're like in a car or in a van or in a bus or yeah. on a plane or in a hotel room. Um, mm-hmm. And that's so much of it that whoever you bring on tour is really important that you like them. That's like, 
It's like yeah. I'd, I'd almost rather like who I was trying with than think they're good. Like I'd rather have like a that slightly shittier sense. musician who I liked because you spend so much, especially me, the touring I've done has mostly been opening for people. So mm-hmm. I'm, I play like, you know, a 30, 45 minute set and that's it. And then yeah. I'm just like hanging out. So that's like one thing that people don't really think about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense because if you didn't like them, that would be quite you just like it's like it's camp over time or it's like camp and like it becomes a new family like you're just with them all the time so you just have yeah. to i love camp yeah. <laughs> i love camp too i love touring but <laughs> camp is awesome yeah that makes, sense. that makes sense yeah so when you're touring how much writing do you do on tour if you do any i have a harder time writing on tour for me they're just like opposite things like mm-hmm. songwriting for me is so personal and so right. intimate and I'm like in the depth of my thoughts and I almost kind of have to forget that people are ever going to hear the songs because mm-hmm. I talk about things that yeah. I just would never say like the songwriter in me is That's much so more true. open than the person I love that. so and then touring mm-hmm. is like the opposite it's like you're just literally on front of people all the time and yeah. getting so much attention <laughs> that it's like a different part of my brain um, I did write I did write some of my new I wrote some of the lyrics of my upcoming record on tour last year um, just because like only when it's a song that like is screaming at me that I need to write it like something emotionally that I just like have to get yeah. the words I can write I can write the words I can write the lyrics um, that makes sense I don't usually do uh, I don't usually write that much on tour. Yeah. I get that it would be a really different, like, mindset to be in. Yeah. It seems like things are pretty hectic. Yeah. Yeah. To be able to, like, sit down and really think about what you want to say. And And again, you're never alone. And some people are, like, totally, you know, can totally write in front of anyone. And it's not, it's not, they're not scared. I get shy. So, like, the idea of trying (laughs) to write my song in front of, I mean, unless I'm writing with my bandmates, that's a different situation. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. the idea of writing a song in front of people is, like... Yeah, I didn't think about that, that you're never alone. Yeah. I kind of, and also the thing you said about, like, when you're writing, like, you have to pretend that no one's going to hear it. Mm -hmm. That's actually really true. I have that experience, like, when I'm writing alone, I get more of that. But when I'm writing with other people, it's harder to forget that no one's going to hear it. Yeah, exactly. Things are, like, it's, like, it can be hard to be personal because there's already people hearing it. And one of my, like, mantras for songwriting is if you're embarrassed to put it in the song, then you're on the right track. I like really believe that's that. So smart. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. But it can be. That's why, um, like, who I write with is really matters to me. You yeah. know, just because I, I, it's like really you feel so exposed, which is the best part about it. I mean, I love that, but it's it's true. It's not always I easy. Think that yeah. also draws people to your music, just that rawness. Yeah. And like, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can definitely hear it when listening to your album, and I love that. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> So, like, the process of making a song, like, takes a long time. Yeah. From, like, idea, writing, producing, and then you, like, mix it, master it, put it out. So, like, how do you know for you when a song of yours is done? Like, sometimes I get, like, demo-itis. I'm like, I've heard this so many times, I don't know what to do with it. Yeah, you're, like, (laughs) literally speaking about my current state right now. I mean, (laughs) we're, we're finishing up a lot of my songs, and a lot of these songs I wrote like so my first single I wrote two years ago so I've been living Mm. with it and I honestly think we've had upwards of like 15 versions I've had so many versions (laughs) of the song it's ridiculous and um today literally today I was sent like theoretically what should be the finished version Mm -hmm. and 
I, I can't even really like I listen to it and it's like I need to listen to this later because I just have no idea yeah. what I think and I, I like it's I don't know it's yeah. really really hard I think um for me one way that I combat it is to not try and know what I think like the other day I, I put on a song mm. um I was like choosing between two different kind of slight change, different versions of a song. And I just put Mm -hmm. them on in my car while I had to go do something. And I didn't like try and pay attention. And there was something about just hearing it as if I was just like a person hearing it that made it feel fresh. And then I knew what I thought. And I hadn't known for like weeks. That makes sense. Yeah. That's one thing I did. That's so funny because I feel like I didn't know that I did this. But sometimes when I'm listening to something, like I'll be making something on my computer, just like here at my desk or whatever. And when I'm listening back, I just, like, go on Pinterest or go look at photos or totally. something so that I, like, am not paying attention. Yeah. yeah. It, one, it, like, relaxes me because I'm like, okay, don't think too much yeah. about this. But, yeah, that makes sense. I can really relate to that. And it lets it be yeah, more an emotional, really like, a more of an emotional, like, in gut feeling, which is sometimes much yeah. more helpful when it comes to art, I think. And since you're writing so many songs for an EP or an album, how do you choose which songs you actually release? And do you have any songs that... Once you finish them, you're like, oh, yeah, this is definitely going on the album. Mm-hmm. You just knew. Yeah. Um, def- yeah. It's really hard. I mean, I, like I fall in love with a lot of my songs um, and it always ends up really hard to choose later which ones belong. Um, usually what ends up happening for me is I write so many songs that mm-hmm. it's the ones that I'm sure of become the only op- like the only I like I become sh- because I write like yeah. hundreds of songs there's only like if I'm really only gonna do ten, those ten are kind of obvious. Um, that makes sense. It's like I just write enough that I know that those the 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 ones that I really love are the ones the that ones I really love. Out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you ever feel like you like there's two songs that you like both of them, but you're like they kind of serve the same purpose yes. or are kind of saying the same thing? Yes, I have two songs right yeah. now that it's it's really kind of breaking my heart because I I wrote one of them way before the other and I love it. And, yeah. and musically, it's very different from from the newer one I wrote, but lyrically, they're kind of similar. And mm-hmm. I'm just kind of like, I have this like little voice in my head. It's like, I probably can't release the first one. I'm probably not going to release that one. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't want to listen to it because yeah. <laughs> I love that song. But I, I totally, I totally relate to that. Yeah, it's so hard. I heard you say in a past interview. When we were oh, you did research, girl. Research. I love it. <laughs> that like for a while, you felt like you kind of like, you can correct me, but like lost touch of like your writing self because you were getting more like attention for performance. Yeah. And so I was wondering like, how'd you like find your way back to that? And how tied is like your writer identity to your performer identity? Cause like mm. some people want to do both all the time. Some people just write for other people or yeah. just sing something someone else has written, but some people it's really attached. So what's that like for you? Um, it's a really good question. Um, the way I got back in touch with my writer self was just by writing constantly and kind of, mm-hmm. um, making my only goal to be to feel things and write about them. Mm, Cause I like that. before that, I think my goals were kind of that my creativity was kind of blocked by my ambition. I think I was, I was really focused on success um, yeah. rather than making something that I just was in love with. So mm. the way I changed it most, it was like a mindset, just thinking like, I'm a very goal oriented person. So I just made the goal <laughs> to just, to just mm-hmm. make something that I love. Like that's, you yeah. know, and then I would just wake up every morning and I would write lyrics every morning and then I would write a song basically every day. And I did that for like, you know, a year and a half. And then, 
That's awesome. By the end of that, I was like, oh, I'm a writer again, you know? Yeah. Um, That makes sense. But my performer self does feel different sometimes from my writer self. It's actually something I'm still figuring out. I think Mm -hmm. sometimes um, I write, you know, like, you know, maybe darker, sadder, moodier songs. Mm -hmm. But my personality is actually pretty light. (laughs) (laughs) And I think sometimes that's a confused. uh, Sometimes I think that's a interesting intersection like when I do a live show Mm -hmm. you see both um Mm -hmm. but it's just who I am so it is what it is yeah it is (laughs) yeah so when it comes to writing what does your creative process look like um so I write lyrics first Mm -hmm. always so I I have like a note in my phone that's just bunch Mm -hmm. of lyrical ideas and I and I will jot little lyrical ideas down and then I'll sit down and like write poems out of them and then I'll bring those poems I'll bring those poems to usually to like another friend of mine um and the two of us will like jam (laughs) I'll bring in like I usually bring like a like a reference like what I feel like I want the song to kind of be like oh Um, that yeah that makes a lot of sense like a musical reference um and I feel like yeah I usually think of that like references for like if you're working with a producer or something to like when, you, right. when the song is done but that makes a lot of sense yeah. for even before it starts to do that yeah because just because like the harmony the and like yeah. the just like the frame of mind like for me the kind of melodies that I'm going to hear are going to be really different if somebody is playing really beautiful piano yeah. or, or just like a mm-hmm. loop like I'm going to hear very different for melodies sure. so I like to kind of come in with a little bit of an idea of what I want that's super true. That's really smart. Yeah. We're <laughs> like, oh, we should do that. Yeah. <laughs> because what's funny is that, so Sasha and I are working on releasing music yeah. on our own right now, like apart from our band. Amazing. Mm-hmm. And we're in the process, well, at least for me, like of giving reference songs to the producer that I'm working mm-hmm. with. But since I've only heard it on the guitar and I write on my guitar, mm-hmm. it was so hard for me to hear it any, any other way. Mm. Yeah. So I was struggling, but if I did that, that would have been yeah. a lot easier. <laughs> but I think sometimes that can also be a positive because maybe the song could go somewhere that you never would have expected. But like that's really s- true. Sometimes a lot of my I have definitely versions of my songs that um, I wrote them in one way, and then mm-hmm. we produce them super differently, and it makes them more interesting because yeah, it's not not something you would expect. The song that was written yeah. was inspired by a totally different vibe, so it kind of has this whole. Yeah, it blunt. Yeah, that's that's so true. Like, I think a lot of the time, like, I think of that when I'm like stuck with writing. I'm like, I should pull up a beat or I should use a different instrument or whatever. Because, like you said, it gets different melodies out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's just that's interesting. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So, like, for writing, do you co-write a lot? And like, do you like to collaborate with people? Do you like to collaborate with a bunch of people or just like people who are really close to you? Or like, yeah. What are your thoughts? I co-write all the time. It's my preferred way of writing Mm. I like to start songs by myself I mostly write all the words by myself Mm. um I mean not always I have some very talented lyricist friends who who just really upgrade my lyrics sometimes but I Mm. just really like my songs to be really personal that's just my style um but I love co-writing because I'm just not like I don't know sometimes I just need to look at someone's face to know if an idea is good 
Like, I totally get do you notice that? Like, <laughs> yeah. I'll come up with an idea, and I'll, and if I'm by myself, I could be like, I can kind of convince myself that it's good. But if them, even if mm-hmm. someone's just there, then I'll know that it's not. Do you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you'll you'll get the look. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you just like feel it in the air, and I'm like, oh, that wasn't working. Like, it's just for me, it helps yeah. like figure out what was good and what wasn't. Yeah, and it, yeah. it's really helpful, like when you're working with someone that you like really like trust or you really like their work and then you say something and they like jump on it immediately like okay that's yeah. like the validation exactly that no I even needed. on the good way like the validation yeah. of like oh my god I'm a genius thank yeah. you wow <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think of that yeah yeah okay so the people that you collaborate with are they people that you usually seek out to collaborate with or does like your label set up co-writing sessions for you it's both um at this point I have kind of found my people and like these mm-hmm. days I'll just kind cool. of write a poem and I'll think of who do I know that I, that will help be good with this one and I'll just text yeah. them mm-hmm. and we'll just do it. Um, but I met all of them because of originally at some point my label or my management set up a, like a blind date session basically which can be the <laughs> yeah. worst. I mean when I first started doing yeah. those I hated them so much because I felt super <laughs> exposed and like I didn't want to mm-hmm. tell anybody my secrets you know and like <laughs> I just, it was too much. It's like, it's like dating. It's like most of the time it doesn't work, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but then once I found, I found a few like little songwriting soulmates and mm-hmm. now I love to write. Those m- really exist. People. They really exist. It's true. It's really true. Yeah. Because, yeah, and it's, it's, it's kind of beautiful. Because, yeah. It's, it's super magical because yeah. it doesn't always, it, sometimes there's kind of an X factor to it. You don't know why. It's like, you just mm-hmm. have like a vibe and you just write better songs together. It's really yeah. interesting. Yeah. yeah. So you I've guys write like, together a lot? Yeah, we yeah. do. <laughs> so you guys are songwriting soulmates. <laughs> that would, yeah, I, that I, would I would say, say so. We are. Oh, yeah. so, <laughs> so nice to find. <laughs> so you've been making music for a long time. Mm-hmm. Like, how has your music changed over time? And how has your perspective on what a career in music looks like changed over time? Yeah. Um, my music has changed in that I think the more time passes, the closer I get to feeling like myself. It's, I think I'm, mm. I think I'm a little bit of a late bloomer, um, artistically, which is mm. weird because I knew what I wanted my whole life, but I don't <laughs> think I really knew how to do it. It's like, I didn't, um, it's very hard to explain. I didn't really have like a strong sense of identity until fairly recently. Um, mm-hmm. and it, it really took a lot of ups and downs in, the music industry for me to find it. I, I think I kind of yeah. needed some of the things to not work and things to not go as planned in order for me to mm-hmm. kind of like really listen to my instincts um, mm-hmm. and really pay attention to what I actually was feeling. Um, yeah. It's hard to do that. I think, especially as like a young woman in the music industry, sometimes it's particularly hard to do that. So I thought my yeah. music's changed that way a lot. Like, I think I just like my record that I'm finishing now is I feel more, it's like more myself than anything I've ever done. It just feels I'm so excited. Uh, yeah. I'm so excited too. <laughs> um, yes. And my perspective on a career. Yeah. I mean, I think uh, the truth is I feel like we're in an era where anything's possible. I think yeah like anything's possible it's like it's everything's weird everything's kind of a Mm -hmm. mess and in a way that's kind of beautiful I think all sorts of people's careers can change really quickly in a way that maybe they didn't used to or they can have their whole audience be this massive audience that a whole nother section of people don't even know you know it's like so true it's niche it's nichey like the internet obviously yeah really like it's the internet yeah (laughs) (laughs) we all know about that um yeah I feel like there's so like 
I'm kind of just starting out, but it's like there's not really like a clear path. Not that there ever was for music. I don't know. Right. But like there's so many options and things you can do, which yeah. is like it's overwhelming, but it's also feels like kind of a weight off your shoulders. You're no, like, it's a million yeah, it's kind of yeah, and like you so much you can do on your own. And I think at least when I was like first aware of popular music, the culture was so like single note. It was like. Britney and Christina and Jessica and it was all these like skinny blonde girls and that was it like that's what pop music was and now it just looks so different I mean it's like the more unique you are the better at this point yeah it's and that's so different when I was when I was young I used to like get stressed because I was like do I have to be like in a crop top to have a career and that's just like so (laughs) not the vibe anymore you know (laughs) that's so funny yeah yeah okay so you just started a podcast which is super exciting called ugh Ugh, you're so I good. love, I love name. your performance and of this. And we have to say <laughs> that ugh, it's so it's so good. <laughs> ugh. Thank you. We wanted to know what inspired you to start the podcast and what you've learned from the process of making a podcast and speaking to all these people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of wanted to do it just because it found, sounded really fun to me, honestly. Scott yeah. Moying, who I made it with, is mm-hmm. one of my best friends. And we just like have these dinners where we'll go out and get drinks and just like gossip, but also talk about like work ethic and talk about ambition mm-hmm. and talk about how we, all of, all of our dreams, all of our ideas, like we'll just, we'll get into it and we'll learn from each other, but also yeah. just like kind of talk shit and have fun and laugh a lot. <laughs> and I was like, can we do this more often, but, but make it official? Make a podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so we just started doing it. And, and the most amazing thing is our guests have just been unbelievable. So the concept mm-hmm. is we just bring on people who are exceptional at anything. Like they're just mm-hmm. the best at something. And the more weird the thing they're better at, the great at, the better in my opinion. Like we have all yeah. sorts of interesting people. Um, and I've learned so much. Like whether or not <laughs> anybody ever listens to it or ever cares about it, it's already a win for me because mm-hmm. I learned so much about like – the childhood of all these like like I like I've learned about like how people's parents affected like Olympians and like reality stars <laughs> and like huge photographers. Yeah. It's just like I really loved doing it That's and I sick. learned so much. So I'm really excited for everybody to hear. There's all sorts of cool lessons in there, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm ready yeah. to be inspired. Yes, totally. it's a great concept. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> I feel like I love I love like friends like that. Like you were saying with. Scott Hoying that you end up talking you just like talk about like yeah I mean it's just like laughing but it's also like inspirational deep no I love that I really and that's my favorite thing (laughs) yeah it's like I want we wanted it to feel like like I want people to feel like they're listening like they're just sitting with us like drinking Mm -hmm. a glass of wine and like we're all just like sharing our yeah like like our feelings <laughs> and like our talking about yeah. everything we're, like we want it to feel very intimate and personal yeah kind of like my songs oh good good last question just general do you have like advice for songwriters for performers who are starting or continuing or yeah whatever in their journeys um, <laughs> yeah I think I mean the first thing I'd say is kind of like we're saying just the way the world is now there's so much power Mm -hmm. for yourself that what I really would tell people is just focus on on making music you love don't really consider I mean it's kind of the lesson that I didn't get to until years of you know I just kept getting pulled into these into these kind of machines and I appreciated the validation but Mm -hmm. and and the and the opportunity that it allowed me but in a way, I think there's almost more power in just your whole your whole life, your whole music life, just being about 
what do I want to hear? What do I think is cool? What do yeah. I like? And just and just write a ton. Just like, mm-hmm. especially if you're just starting out. Like for the for Bad Together, my last album, I think I probably wrote like almost 300 songs and there's like I think 11 or 12 songs on it. Like mm-hmm. it's like I write a yeah. ton and I think same with this next record. That's, I just write, write all the time and let yourself be as honest as you possibly can and don't mm-hmm. worry so much about like, who's going to hear it, who's going to help you, how you're going to market it. I think if you make something really, really personal and like authentic, the beauty in that is even if nobody ever hears it, you'll always be proud of it and you'll always love it. And that's the only thing you can control anyway. So that's the whole point of all this. Don't do this if you don't want to, don't do music if you don't want to make great music, you know, like it's a horrible career otherwise. So (laughs) I feel like that's so true. You can hear when somebody like really, really loves and believes in what they're saying. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I think that's a good thing to aim for. Thank, Thank you for you so chatting with us. Oh my God, you guys are really good at this. Snaps on really, Thanks. really Thank good you. interviewers. That was really fun. <laughs> we good. Well, we're just we're learning about podcasts too as we go. Yeah, you guys started this like a month ago. <laughs> Did you just start Every this? Every episode we learned. Yeah. yeah. Oh. This is our fifth, sixth sixth episode. episode? You guys episode. are really honestly great. Like you're so. Thank you. I feel like when Thank Scott you. and I That's were doing so this, sweet. we just like could not stop laughing and talking over each other and no, it was a problem that's yeah, us no, <laughs> <laughs> you guys are killing it all righty song of the week and woman of the week hell yeah <laughs> okay what's your song of the week my song of the week is need you by my friend ari rivera no way yeah you know what's so way. funny what is that today uh-huh all of my thoughts are like when i'm in the shower or like coming out of the shower, shower obviously because i uh-huh. said this every episode but when i was coming out of the shower today i was like oh my gosh i wonder if i should do need you as my song of the week no you were not thinking that i do because i have he's on my playlist for may are we in may yeah we're yeah. in may <laughs> yeah yeah he's on my may playlist oh my god that's so sweet that's so funny you know why you were thinking that we're like on the same freaking wave i really was and that no i like i i promise you 100 percent that i was because it's on my main playlist and i was listening to it today no way. and then i was like oh my gosh i was like oh i probably should do this like as my song of the week or maybe i should do this as my song of the week and then you just said it yeah well ari rivera is a really good friend of mine he's a great guy he's what i like about the song okay so ari has a really good not really well, I didn't mean to say really good really unique well it's also really good but he has a really unique writing style and a really unique production style but when he like combines them in his own music when he's doing both of those things like they just really elevate each other I feel like like they comp like his writing style and his production complement each other so much he like he's just such a talented producer that it like really elevates any song which is why I ask him to help me with production. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and yeah, I just love it. It's like the song is simple and like really emotional at the same time. There's another song of his that like, I don't know if he'll be mad that I'm like going to call this out because I'm telling him that he needs to put it out because it's actually like put my my actual out. favorite song probably ever in the world. And it's called Baby Blue. And I remember hearing it he like when we met and I list- went and listened to his SoundCloud and I was like, this is not what are right, you're being called out please release release it. baby blue you're being called out that's what we need right now no i promise please. honestly and you can send you the link to it like like because okay. it's so good and it's just it's just another example like need you of just really emotional 
emotion like emotional production is kind of what i would call it like mm-hmm. it's like he's a really good songwriter and a really good producer and they just complement each other and it's great that's my song of the week is need you go listen yeah so ari yeah your turn Okay, so my song of the week is called Play Harder by Masha Montano. Mm, cool. And he's a soca artist that I really, really love. And the reason that oh. I was thinking about it is because we used to <laughs> go <laughs> around this time last year, uh-huh. you know, before quarantine. Every month, Eleni and I would go to something called Soca Fet, which is just oh, like yeah, a yeah, big yeah. soca party. Yeah. And so this song is on the 2020 soca playlist and i love it just because it feels like super happy Mm. and there's a line in it that goes um it's like trouble when i link up with my friends and family (laughs) and and i just really felt that and then the chorus is just like um work hard play harder Mm. so it's all just about you know like enjoying life and having fun and living you know so i really i love that i love songs that just like feel like a memory yeah, like I put it on and I literally just like dance around my house. Yeah, that's awesome. Great pick. Yeah. Okay, do you want to do your woman of the week first? Sure. So my woman of the week this week is Taylor Swift. Oh, what a classic. Was definitely coming at some point because yeah. Taylor Swift is literally my idol. Mm. Um, I think she's just <laughs> an amazing songwriter, an amazing storyteller, and she's just a really like strong woman in the industry and like she stands is. up for herself and did you stands watch up her? for other women, which I love. Mm-hmm. Did you watch her documentary? I did. I loved it. And it made me love her even more. Yeah, it really, I really did. I didn't think I could love her more and then I watched it and I was like, Oh my god. Honestly, same. She was like she was really real and I love that she talked about like being a woman in the music industry and how she's had to learn to like stand up for herself. I think that's mm-hmm. really cool. And it's really important. I think that it's nice that she put it out there for other, you know, women in the industry like us that we want to go into see, that yeah. industry. Exactly. Like if Taylor and can do it. even after she's been in this industry for such a long time and the fact that she still has all these hardships is interesting Crazy. that she talked about it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's and like yeah. the best pick. I mean, that's like the bet she's like the absolute queen of music. So yeah, I love her. She's literally the reason that I started writing she's songs. The reason I breathe. Taylor Swift. <laughs> literally. Oh my gosh. We love, you. we love you. Okay. Mine is Amy Watch. I used oh, to sweet. pronounce it wrong. I used to say Amy Wage. Amy Watch. <laughs> um, she's a singer and songwriter. And I found out who she was first because she wrote Thinking Out Loud with Ed Sheeran. Which like insane to, that's like a like a as long as humanity exists type classic you know and then when i was doing research about her today i found out that her first ever professional co-write was with 17 year old ed sheeran no way yeah and that they like bonded and they wrote nine songs in two days and then his first ever ep that came out in 2010 was he called it songs i wrote with amy oh so that's amy yeah isn't that adorable yeah, I didn't know. I mean, I've I know the EP because I do love Ed Sheeran. Yeah, but I didn't know that she was like a songwriter that is still like writing all the time. And yeah, stuff. and then she still works with them now. Like she wrote, co-wrote Galway Girl, Save Myself, Nancy Mulligan, Barcelona. She also I has done that. like loads of other stuff. She writes. She wrote Consequences and First Man by Camila Cabello, Underdog by Alicia Keys, Wonder Woman by Casey Musgraves, and By Christmas Eve by John Legend nice just some she's also worked with noah cyrus and mika i think is how you say it like just just like she's been like around the world and back again basically i love that i just named like a list of like some songs that i 
personally love, but like insane. Did you see Ed Sheeran's documentary? I he did like a songwriting thing. Yeah, I loved it. Me too. Yeah, love Ed Sheeran. She was in that, and I didn't even know. Yeah, so Amy Wodge, just so so cool, and I love. Oh, I love when picks. people talk. I love like hearing songwriter stories. Me too. I just love it. So watching this interview this morning, like when I was researching, I was like, crazy. That's insane. Like, I don't know. She said they bonded over like um, gigging and like the places that they would perform and stuff. And I was like, mm-hmm. that's so cool. Like, I just love origin stories. I, I can't get over it. <laughs> so, yeah. Thank you, everyone, for tuning into this very special yeah, episode. Thank you so much. Episode six. See you next week. <laughs> Even in the dark, I see your face.